0: Welcome to the Pottervision Podcast, the podcast where every other week, myself, Lucas Kirkbin, a gentleman, I hasten to add, Tom Loringson, We talk about a chapter of the Harry Potter books and other things, actually. It's not all Harry Potter, you know. This week, we're on episode 104, and we're on chapter 9 of The Order of the Phoenix, The Woes of Mrs Weasley. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I will wish for our regular podcast the first time, a very happy New year to Tom Lawrence and Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year to you, Lou, Cass,
0: and for the lack of a better surname, Kirkby. Exactly. Hey, <laughs> Have you got any uh, New Year's resolutions this year, Tom? No, I'm perfect. Yeah, good. If you'd have told me you had a resolution, I would have shouted at you, because you are the perfect man, woman, or child. Well, it is funny. People always feel like
1: they need New Year's resolutions, because December is always such a car crash. Like, you feel like I have to become a new person, because for the month of December... You indulge so much drinking, eating—it's non-stop. Where well, you get to yourself in a state where, by the end of December, beginning of January, you're like, well, something's got to change. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> I can't carry on like this. And see, so, like, you feel like you need resolutions. If we just got rid of December, we wouldn't have this like car crash of a month where we could just carry on this continuous improvement without losing it all in December. But yeah. yes, I aim to. Uh, I look, I've looked at my routine, and I took some photos of myself near naked.
0: Oh, no, I did not for like. Our
1: listeners. I did not like what I saw, mm. and so I've uh, I've decided to make some changes. Yeah, I mean, this has been ongoing for the past beginning of <laughs> however long we've been doing this podcast. Yeah, but. Uh, I thought, I was like, I'm not that bad. But then I compared my a picture of myself to a year ago, and I was like... <laughs> it
0: was a big difference, was it?
1: <clears throat> well, about a stone and a half difference. So I was yeah. like, oh.
0: Well, I remember I when we get... first did this podcast, I was on my weight loss journey, where uh, I think I'd lost about 20 kilos or something ridiculous like that. Uh, but... You know, life happens and, you know, you eat burgers. Well, it's
1: non-stop, is it? You don't have a moment to yourself. Non-stop, no. non-stop. you got to be a very disciplined person to be able to, uh, you know, juggle work, play, um, massive changes, and a healthy diet. Good
0: Lord! And uh, if you, so, you know, are one of those... Work, play, massive changes and healthy diet jugglers, we salute you. Well done you, that is a massive feat, or a a thin feat, as as you might have thin feet. If you want. Anyway, have you got any New Year's resolutions? I am going to live, laugh, love. I'm going to dance like nobody's watching. I'm gonna talk like nobody's listening. Yeah? I have got my whole life ahead of me and I'm gonna live it. No regrets.
1: Yeah? <laughs> talk like nobody's
0: listening. Don't do that, you get us cancelled, you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm a bit like you, but I think if you set yourself the cause New Year's resolutions are normally like massive, aren't they? And then when you you know, don't do it, you feel disappointed, don't you? You think, hey, I'm going to go on a walk every day for the next year, at least an hour's walk. And then by the 7th, you're like, mm, I don't want to go.
1: Yeah, it's a bit boring, that. I know, yeah. but you've got to get addicted. You've got to turn these things into habits. Not just for like, uh, you know, it's not about looking good. Baby, it's about feeling good within yourself. Uh-huh. Feeling good within myself? <laughs> what do you mean, Raggy? No more ten-layer
0: sandwiches for
1: you, Scoob.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't want you having to dislocate your jaw to be able to swallow your meals whole. Why don't you take little bites? Yeah. I was uh, I was last, last, last night's panto? Hey, it was very good. Hey, <laughs> a couple of funny things happened yesterday with panto. So the first thing that happened was um, we're in the middle. of There's a scene that we do. It's in most pantos. It's called the ghost gag. Well, there's usually about four or five actors on stage and they start singing a song. And one by one, a ghost or a monster or whatever comes on and scares them away so we were doing that yeah. and uh, <laughs> in the middle of the ghost gag I notice that there's a scrunched up piece of paper on the front of the stage right, like in a ball and I'm thinking oh that's from uh, that's from the school scene where there was scrunched up paper so I thought it looks a bit weird being on the stage so I'll kick it off while I'm dancing right? so I'm dancing like this right, to the it's Sospan It's a Welsh classic, right? So I'm dancing around, right, and I walk forward and I kick the ball of paper. But because I was dancing or because I had some adrenaline, I kicked it a little bit harder than I was hoping to. And um, basically I booted a piece of paper as a little girl in the front row. <laughs> and I hit her on the head with a piece of paper. <laughs> So much so that the other actors sauce mentioned pan it. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to sauce pan and bed we are a time. Boof. And then uh, hit a kid with a piece of paper. Yeah. Mm. But then afterwards, after the show, uh, we take pictures downstairs. You experienced that yourself, didn't you, when you came along? Yeah. Came yeah. downstairs for a picky. And. Um, I come down and this woman, she's got like long gray hair, right? She must have been about in her 70s or her 80s. She comes up to me and she goes, you don't recognize me, do you? I go, no, no, I don't. She goes, I'm your cousin. <laughs> she must have been about 80. She goes, I'm your cousin. And I'm like, are you? She goes, yeah. Your uncle Gwyn and your auntie Mary. I was like, damn me, mum." I've not got an uncle Dad. Gwyn or an auntie Mary. I don't know, I don't know who you think I am, uh, but I'm not your cousin. <laughs> but I am, I'm your cousin. And then she walked off. She, be, she was a bit annoyed. But I, she must have thought I was somebody else. Do you not remember playing with me when we were kids?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, uh, she must have been about 50 years older than me. <laughs> Well, the Nana had a big gap, didn't she? <laughs> Do you not recognise me? We're cousins. I'm your cousin. <laughs> I'm your brother. No, you're not my brother. That's being silly. Our parents are siblings. <laughs> I don't think they are.
1: Your dad comes in. That's right. That's my niece. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, you thought of it like that. It's my dad's niece. She's, she's in, she's in her seventies. <laughs> yeah. I dunno, don't, I, don't I felt like I wanted to pursue the conversation further to see how she'd got to that conclusion. <laughs> there we had other people wanting to take photos. Was I got a cousin?
1: Is there a panto going on in Landudno?
0: Yeah, there's a, well, it's just finished, but I can't even remember what they were doing. Uh, but, yeah, there was another pantal going on. I did not know, arrival if you don't mind me saying. What were they doing? I can't even remember. It might have been Sleeping Beauty or something like that. Well, I,
1: genuinely I got... Uh, someone stopped me in MS. and uh, And they said, oh, I recognise you. And I was like, oh, nice one. They were like, what are you doing here? And I said... Oh, it's my friends in the panto. And they went, We went to the panto last night, but at this point, I in, like clan No, I'm not in Colin Bay. They yeah. went, we went to the panto yesterday, and I was like, I was there. Do you not remember me? They got me up on stage. And they were like, What? <laughs> I was like, my friends in the panto. And they were like, Oh, who is who's your friend? And I went,
0: Johnny Bach. And they were like. <laughs> 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 In Sleeping Beauty. Where's he fitting into that storyline? <laughs> right, we've got Princess Aurora. We've got Prince Charming. We've got Maleficent, the evil witch. And we've got Johnny Bar.
1: Sos we
0: are at time. He's playing the lute. <laughs> hey, what's he doing there? Mm. Hey, I went to see Aladdin the other day. There was Aladdin... Wishy-Washy, Widow Twanky, Abanaza and Johnny Bear. <laughs> and Robin Hood was there as well. you kids! you kids! What are you doing here? <laughs> you should just be in every panto, little John. Johnny Bear. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah. But yeah, I think we've only got about four days left. Uh, we finish on Saturday and then I'm off in my car driving back to Germany.
1: Oh, there'll be some motorway stops on the way.
0: Oh, I'm excited already. I've never stopped at a French services. I'm excited for that. They've got showers. Have they? Or oh, douches, as some Th- people like to call them. What do nothing about the staff. <laughs> <laughs> um They've got these holes in the floor
1: that they call toilets.
0: Over oh, there, the French.
1: Yeah, some places you go, it'll just be a hole in the floor and you just have to, like, make do. When Chucklevision went on holiday, they didn't know if the Spanish would have toilets, so they took a toilet with them, like a big porcelain <laughs> toilet that they were going to plumb in.
0: That's funny. Like, we'll put that in Pottervision. Yeah, put
1: that in vision, We <laughs> just bring a toilet on stage. Maybe we, they wouldn't know they'd have toilets in Carlisle. We've got this running joke where we keep saying we'll put that in vision with everything because uh, we went to London Dungeons. I don't know if we told the story before, but we were <laughs> watching this scene where the we we're all in this courtroom and it was black, and the benches we were on were like electrocuted, and so like you they buzz your bum and you'd be like oh, and you would jump up and, but when it ended. Lucas' dad grabbed Lucas' shoulder and went, you should put that in Vision.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every venue we're booking for the tour. You don't happen to have electrocuting benches, do you? <laughs> oh, yeah, we're not interested in that, normal seats.
1: Oh, we'll bring our own then. Right, take all your seating out. <laughs> yeah, so it's got to a point now where we'll just see something we can't steal. Like uh <laughs> I think to be honest, I think twenty electrocuting benches is the height of that joke. I don't know how you could
0: <laughs> Yeah. We've already peaked. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh... Hey Tom, yeah. are you ready for a chapter nine book five rundown? I've not told I've not told you anything. You've just told me Oh right, well, <laughs> sorry about that. What? <laughs> what have you got to tell me? Um Well what did I do?
1: Uh I went to an air raid shelter yesterday.
0: Did you? What were you doing that for?
1: It was my birthday.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear that word. Okay then. I don't know why.
1: Um yeah, so I went and did that. It was in Stockport. In Stockport, they've got miles of tunnels under some sandstone um, that was, like, used for an air raid shelter.
0: Cool. Was it spooky or was it
1: cool? You can go in and you get, like, an audio tour. And it's quite cool. It's only a fiver, but it's, like, really interesting. But it made me realise, listening to this audio tour, it it makes you realise, like, sometimes history's good, and you know this is good, but then sometimes it's unnecessary history because I'm listening to all these first-hand accounts. I don't think they had to go down there too many times because uh, I think Stockport wasn't bombed that much. <laughs> but they were like listening to these first-hand accounts, and they were like, "Oh, you couldn't sleep down there. Oh, well there was beds and that, but we were singing that much. We were all having these sing songs <laughs> for hours on end." Yeah. And you're like, "Fucking hell!" He makes you realise that the people of the past weren't that different to the people of today because that's what they'd be doing now, just some annoying cunts singing
0: their head offs pissed. <laughs> like, why were you singing? <laughs> I know. Go to bed. Go to bed. We don't want to be hearing, it's a long way to Tipperary while I'm trying to get some shut-eye. Mm. Right? So be quiet. And there yeah, was, there was... I don't think I'd be able to sleep if they knew there were bombs dropping.
1: Well, we would not be singing. I would. I'd go right to sleep. Um,
0: cozy, innit? Boom. Oh yeah, nice little underground. I'd live underground. It sounds fun, like a womble. That's interesting. Moleman saying he'd live
1: underground. Oh, what a surprise! But the thing is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bum dum 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 Did someone say bum dum 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 dum? No.
0: <laughs> it's normal, man,
1: <laughs> Yeah, and also, there was a toilet down there. There was lavatories down there that you weren't allowed to use. I tried. Um, yeah. <laughs> I got told off for. But they weren't plumbed in anymore. But there was curtains in front of them instead of a door. And they said, we had to fight hard for these curtains, you know. Because the council said, oh... Because <laughs> the council were reluctant to give them curtains for the toilet because they weren't sure what people would be doing behind the curtains. Eh?
0: Hey? Having a shit and piss. <laughs> Having a shit and piss. Yeah? Who knows how long those bombs are going to be falling? Y- you know, if you need to go, you need to go. It's a call of nature. Well,
1: we'd rather we've re- repaired the idea of someone sat having a crap with everyone looking at them <laughs> then yeah. for a moment someone might sneak in there and have sex in a toilet <laughs> yeah 100% no but
0: do you imagine that trying to have a crap and then you've got 50 people circled around you There'll be (laughs) bluebirds over. (laughs) It put me off, I think.
1: As if you'd open the curtain and start singing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would. (laughs) When I'm cleaning windows. (laughs) Never mind
1: windows, give that arse a clean, young man.
0: Come on, Mr. (laughs) Foreman. Yeah. Yeah, I like a bit of George Formby me. Mm. We used to do uh, we used to do a thing called bandwagon. And it was songs and comedy from the 40s, 50s, 60s and 70s. And I used to come on pretending to be George Formby singing a few uh, few of his hits. Where did you do this? Well, once we did <laughs> I don't know if I've ever told this story. We once did it in a church. We went, I think it was somewhere, in England. And uh, we took we took this van and we drove to a church, and we were in a rush. We were, we were like we were late, and we only had about twenty minutes to get set up. Mm-hmm. So the la- the lady drove the van, parked it, and then we got out. And uh, it was only later we realised uh, that she'd parked on a grave. <laughs> so the va- the van there was the length of the van and then a headstone at the end of it (laughs) and we moved it after the show so for about three hours that van was uh, it was parked on somebody's grave
1: imagine being in that grave on your
0: own oh oh what's that that's hurting me what's that on top of me that's funny Yeah, we did it a few times. I think we did it in Hollyhead, where we're going. Parked on a grave. In the Echeldra Centre.
1: Yeah, but there was all sorts. There was
0: Morecambe and Wise, Two Ronnies, Vera Lynn, Benny Hill. We did a bit of that. Ernie, the fastest milkman in the West. Mm-hmm. There was all sorts. Did you get any souvenirs from the shelter? Uh,
1: no. Because (laughs) it closed at five, and as we come out, we were leaving at ten to five. Yeah, and I got Lucy's like she look around the gift shop. She goes, "They're closing in ten minutes." I'm like, "How long do I'm gonna fucking browse?"
0: come on we can get a commemorative bomb 10 minutes come on stockport shelter fart putty let's get some of that (laughs) it's stockport air raid shelter rubber it made it made me
1: realize though going down (laughs) the air shelter why britain is like why everyone's as miserable as they are Because there's all these posters everywhere. These, like, this wartime mentality of do your bit. No slacking. What can you do for your country? Yeah, so all like the old generation, all like this. Your majesty. (laughs) (laughs) Your majesty. (laughs) and It's, like, never ended that. Like... In workplaces now, they'll be like, oh, you're not working hard enough. Pull your weight. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't be bringing your wartime mentality onto me. War's over, yeah?
0: <laughs> War's over, granddad. Queen's dead. No more that. <laughs> it's a king, there. Do you know,
1: it's been almost a year. This has been a year-long joke. There's been one year since we've been doing that. Is it? For those listening, we are saluting with a uh, tongue out the corner of our mouth. And the eyes going up. (laughs) Because it was the Northwest Comedy Awards (laughs) a year ago. And uh, it's happening again next week.
0: There was a goblin man, wasn't there? There was there? a
1: goblin man on the front row. Someone was like, "Oh, has anyone been on telly this year?" And this bloke went,
0: <laughs> <laughs> "We've turned it into a salute, haven't we?" It's the PotterVision salute. Hey, can um, can the public vote for you? I don't think so. Yeah,
1: because because you're up for an award this I'm, year. I've been you? put forward for the social media award. Oh. Um, I'm guessing because yeah. I make videos and I put them out and stuff. Also, up for a social media award is probably like podcasts and stuff. So podcasts are up for the podcast award, but they're also for the social media award. I think it's because no one really makes videos or anything in the northwest. The only people who put out content is podcasts. So there's yeah. So I don't know. So our podcast will win that.
0: Anyways, <clears throat> hey, our nomination. We are the number one. Harry Potter Manchester-based podcast in the world.
1: We're a Europe-based podcast. We're a Europe-based podcast, aren't oh,
0: you? Yeah. yeah, wasn't there a war- award for that best Europe-based best podcast. Harry Potter-based podcast? Yeah. All right, and the
1: winner yeah. is Potterless. He's not even in the country.
0: Neither are you, Lucas. <laughs> 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 I'm holding you up on FaceTime. You can't be accepting the world via video Face link time. While they're doing the Oscars. Awesome.
1: I'm walking you around on FaceTime, you're like this.
0: Huh? Huh? Who's there? Hey, I've not seen you for ages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. Who's that? Is that is that Elbow? <laughs> <laughs> when am I gonna be nominated in the Central <laughs> Germany Comedy Awards? That's what I'm waiting for. Wait for my mm. call. <laughs> long... Well I won't get social media, but I'm i could get podcasts, couldn't I? Yeah. Best best podcast in a foreign language. Lucas Kirby, Potovision Podcast, English. It's fucking gloomy today. What's the weather like over there? Let's have a look. I have to have the blinds down in this room, because otherwise uh, the sun will fade the colour of my dad's CDs. It's a bit grey.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you what, after going to your hometown on Friday, I was it, it was made me realise how majestic, I, said, I think I said this on Double Vision, but how majestic Clan Dudno is. The buildings. Oh, yeah, it's lovely. There's a lot,
0: there's a lot of money that have gone into them buildings. Oh, yeah, well, a lot of them are owned by the Mostyn estate. And I think they're like millionaires who own Flandidno. There you go. I think they're lords or something. I think it's Lord Mostyn or something. Ooh, hello, lord. (laughs) Hello, my lord and my lady. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure the princess of Romania had something to do with Llandudno as well. There's a lot of history that I don't really know about. Yeah. Well, do you know what I say to that? What? Knuckle down! <laughs> Knuckle down, Ross! <laughs> hey, it's been at least 50 episodes since we've made a Knuckle Down Ross League of Gentlemen Has reference, so there you are. I we made one like, it. last week. <laughs> no, we never said Knuckle Down Ross last we week. We say it all the time. Do we? Knuckle down, Russ. We don't say it all the time because it never came up in the bingo on our hundredth episode. No, that's true. Live show. That's true. Yeah. But, uh, maybe that'll be in the two hundredth episode. Knuckle down, Russ. Right, Lucas. And if anyone knows what we're
1: going on about, let me know. Can you tell me about the moaning of Missus Weasley?
0: Oh, the woes of Missus Weasley. Woes. <laughs> <laughs> the courtroom is finished everyone's leaving not paying attention to Harry and he's making his way back and who should he see talking to the minister of magic but Lucius Malfoy known to him now as an actual death gobbler right? he's thinking what's all that about next minute they're back at number 12 grimald place and hey somebody's been made a prefect i wonder who that could be hermione obviously and ron weasley that's right you thought it was going to be harry didn't you well so did everybody else they're a bit confused why is ron that lovely ginger nugget why has he been made a prefect and harry hasn't who knows but harry's a bit pissed off about it and he gets a lot of dark thoughts and feelings why was it not me but mrs weasley is very pleased with ronald and she buys him a new broom and uh, they have a party but then later on mrs weasley goes to clear up a bogget and she's horrified because the bogger is turning into all of her children dead Ron's dead, Ginny's dead, Fred's dead, George's dead, Arthur's dead, Bill's dead, Charlie's dead, Percy's dead, and Harry's dead, even though he's not her child. Dead, 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 dead. They're all dead, right? And that's her buckets. And then uh, she just cries for a bit, and that's the end of The Woes of Mrs Weasley. Whoa, what a chapter.
1: What a chapter. Starts off, he's innocent. Harry realises he's innocent, even though no one's said so. And he begins sprinting out of the courtroom. Nothing screams innocent, does it, like a man sprinting away from a courtroom. Get me out of here! I'm flying to Thailand! Like any innocent man. Do you
0: know what? I think once you get, like, past... Twelve, thirteen. 13, you should never be seen sprinting anywhere. <laughs> In whatever walk of life. Like, me, I, I, I can't remember the last time I've sprinted. Where would I do that? In a supermarket, that. <laughs> out on the street. Like a jog, yeah, you know, someone jogging, but proper sprint out and about. And spr-
1: Sprinting oh. is funny, right? I was uh, in year nine or ten. I put my hand up at school. I was like, geography. I was like, can I go to the toilet? And they went, yeah. I went, opened the door. I think I told this story before, but I opened the door of the classroom, closed it, and began a yeah. sprint, right? I, I sprinted down this corridor, forgetting completely that everyone in the classroom could see through a window what was like the whole corridor. <laughs> yeah. And so so yeah. I come back from the toilet, like not thinking anything. Do-do-do-do-do. I sprinted for fun. I sprinted for fun. I come back, sit down, this girl sat next to me, Stephanie something, and she's laughing so hard. And I go, what? And she goes, why did yeah. you sprint? <laughs> <laughs> because if someone says can I go to the toilet Then they sprint People, The, the thought is he was on the verge of shitting himself
0: <laughs> Yeah He must have been touching cloth Because oh, oh. thing is I've even been late for a bus Like trying to catch a bus But I've never sprinted for it I do a bit of a jog, a bit of a run But never proper I, I sprinted for a bus in your hometown the other day. Did you? The one that was
1: £3.70? £3.70 <laughs> for a 20-minute
0: journey. Yeah, that's naughty, that, isn't it?
1: I said to Lucy, I was like, I thought I thought people of Wales were like... I don't know, like, like most of the UK were like uh, low-income, or like, you know... Didn't have much money. And she goes, well, they would be with bus yeah. prices that high.
0: <laughs> it's all going to the bus drivers. But at least you got a free lift back with me, didn't
1: you? <laughs> I don't think we should talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, listeners.
0: We drove drunk. No, I'm only messing. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> Uh, we were just squeezing in, weren't we?
1: Lucas gets in the passenger seat, uh, Holly, Lewis and Lucy in the back, Martin in the front. We attached a rope round my neck and we dragged me behind the car <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and we wrote on the back
0: windscreen, just married. I was sat on the top of the car on an armchair and I was steering the wheels with a broomstick with a brick on the end of it, yeah. And I accidentally went down a hill, and uh, the stick got got stuck off the brake, and we drove straight into an open bed van, and uh, there was an explosion of feathers.
1: Lucas walked out the back of the car, noticed a builder had bent over, bottom semi-revealed, <laughs> spat toothpaste onto the builder's palm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's a completely different episode, but I did that as well. <laughs> I've always got a bit uh, a tube of toothpaste in my car door just in case I ever see a builder's bottom, so then I can quickly brush my teeth <laughs> and spit it out into their into their bum crack so that they think it's a bird shit with minty shit.
1: Right, just so, for anyone who doesn't know, on an episode of Mr. Bean, he's brushing his teeth in the car <laughs> he spits it out the window and it lands on a builder's bum crack. The builder turns around and think it's, thinks a bird's just shit on him. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then, he, and then he smells the bird poo and wonders why it's minty. Um,
1: but the thing is, imagine coming up with that. Right, we've got uh, Mr. Bean getting ready in the car. That's funny. He's brushing his teeth. How can we make spitting it out the window <laughs> fan funny? Lands on a builder's bum... But it put it down. Put it down. <laughs> I don't
0: think a builder's bum would make any scene so much funnier. You know, I think that scene in Only Fools and Horses where the bar room where the bar opens and he falls through the bar. They call it one of the funniest scenes of all time, but I reckon if there'd have been a builder facing the other way in that scene, it would have been ten times funnier. Why <laughs> he falls into a builder's bum? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Hand into it. <laughs> yeah, all well, that bit in the Vicar of Dibley where she jumps into a puddle and falls into it. There's a, a little builder's bum <laughs> floating in the puddle. I think mean, that'd be really funny. Not a dead builder drowned in the puddle. I'm not saying <laughs> that. <laughs> and you can see his bottom. I just mean he's like, I don't know. Bobbing for apples or something.
1: I think that'd be much funnier, right? So, it's Vicky, they're jumping in puddles, and then Vicky jumps in puddles, and there's a dead builder in there. <laughs> and he's
0: got a bit of his bum crack out. <laughs> Me
1: and Lucas start at home on Christmas Day watching that.
0: <laughs> I'd love it, honestly. I'd watch that a million times over. <laughs> <laughs> right. Picture Mr. Bean
1: on an airplane. He's just grabbed a sick bag, and he's gonna pop it over someone's head. But instead of a head, it's a builder getting his one holiday a year, and he's bending <laughs> forward to tie shoelaces. And Mr. Bean pops a bag of sick <laughs> over a builder's bum. <laughs> Come on, that'd be funnier. I'd love that. Well, you know, there was that trope in Mr Bean where there was that blue three-wheeled Robin Reliant that would always get knocked off the uh, road or tipped upside down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. There should have been an extra one of a builder's bum always getting a bit of something on it. That episode where Mr Bean's trying to get rid of the steak tartare builders
0: bending over oh, and he yeah. wipes some in the builder's bum. <laughs> or even better combine the two running gags and have the, the three-wheeler car roll down the hill and the front tyre getting stuck in the builder's bum.
1: Right. Mr. Bean opens, you know, he gets dropped onto the street from a spaceship, <laughs> doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pans up,
0: builder's bum. <laughs> See, we're having a laugh, but I'd find these so funny if they were real. They sound brilliant. <sighs> Mr
1: Bean came out of a builder's bomb.
0: Mr Bean came out of a builder's bomb. Right. Pot of vision. <laughs> oh, yeah. <We're, laughs> so that's the first point. He came out of the courtroom. Now, <laughs> next... <laughs> <laughs> Malfoy! Harry starts joking about toilets. Okay. With Mr Weasley. Go on. And, uh, I can't blame him, I think toilets are very funny. But it shows you how he's feeling a little bit better, isn't it? Because he was very nervous before the hearing, and now afterwards he's joking about pee-pee and poo-poo.
1: Now it's builder's bum this, builder's bum that. What next, Harry? You start a Harry Potter podcast?
0: Vain? Yeah, come on, Harry. There's nothing funny about pee-pee-poo-poo and Builder's Bottom. All right? Lucius Malfoy. Then who does he bump into, talking to Fudge? But Lucius Malfoy. Mm, The whistlers. Mm. Yeah. It's a blonde-haired Jason Isaacs. Malfoy turns up
1: and he comments on Harry Potter being able to get out of many a sticky situation. He says he even refers to Harry as being snake-like. Oh, yeah. To which... And he calls him Patronus Potter. To which Harry replies, snake-like am I? Let's see how snake-like I can be. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hello Lucius <laughs> You do that now as well. I do yeah. Is that
0: something you can catch? Everyone's at it. Isn't that right, Dumbledore? Yes! <laughs> Everybody does it. Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing it too. Ah
1: <laughs> you've not got it, Hagrid. No,
0: you can't do it right. No, up Oh grew up! <laughs> well it's that Lucius Malfoy Normally he's a bit more like He's usually above all this like petty name calling It seemed a bit childish of him to uh, All this Patronus Potter And all these silly names What's up with him?
1: Yeah um, I don't know And it's funny because he goes to uh, um, What's he called? Ronnie Weasley or something. No, not Ronnie Weasley. Um, Arthur Weasley. Weasley. (laughs) Ronnie Weasley! (laughs) He goes, what is it again you do here? You bewitch muggle artifacts. And he's like, no, I don't. But you do. You do do that.
0: You do do. Come on. You do do that. Yeah. I'm a death eater, but you do do that. You do bewitch muggle artifacts, don't you? They're
1: always getting their back up. Over, uh, what's it called? They're always getting their back up over when people point out the truth to
0: them. Yeah, 100%. Oh, why have you said that? Because it's true. Look, let he without sin cast the first stone. Don't be all high and mighty if you're going to get arsy about what you've done yourself. You do bewitch muggle artefacts. Every day of every week, you're pissing about in that garage. Making that car fly. Uh, yeah, and also, why is that such a big problem in this, like, world? Don't bewitch
1: muggle artefacts. We're on about artefacts. They're act- they're, when they say artefact, they're acting like it's an ancient artefact. Like, that's not yeah. replaceable. Their only fear is that it's going to get into, like, muggle hands or something. But, like, I don't know. Doesn't matter, does it? Like if you're if you if you live in the Muggle world, why can't you make little adjustments to things? How is that any different yeah. to uh, the Weasleys having washing up that does itself? Oh, what if that? What if Muggles get a, lo- a load of that washing up? Or what if Muggles get a load of that clock that tells you where everyone is? They're not gone, who are they? Because it's his house.
0: I know. Well, because everything's a muggle artefact, really. Like when Dumbledore turns those candles on with his finger. That's enchanting a muggle artefact. Yeah. You're using magic to turn the candles on.
1: Oh, can't be arsed. But the uh, they get back, don't they? He gets back to uh, Grimold Place. And the, uh, the twins have yeah. got a little war chant uh, that Harry was proven innocent or well, not guilty. Yeah. They're chanting... He got off. He got up. It's catchy, that isn't it? He got off. He oh, it's a good chant that. I'll be singing that in my sleep. Not. <laughs> Not. <laughs> well,
0: got off. is like. Uh, I think when I was in school, if you got off with somebody, you'd like, you'd snog somebody. He got off. I'll get off with you, you in a minute, friend that George. About Harry. <laughs> <laughs> he got off it with who? With who? with himself oh and also get
1: off with himself why is this house taking so long to clean 50 of them live in there and they're wizards i
0: know that that should be an afternoon's work get right? on with it oh there's a bogger upstairs we need to sort that this weekend there's only about four rooms upstairs why haven't you sorted that in the first week you've been there months It's Molly Weasley, right, she doesn't even let them enjoy themselves. Harry's been, you know, set free. He's going back to school, happy days. And she's like, shut up, stop chanting. She goes, right, come on, let them celebrate, their kids. And, you know, their best friend has just been, you know, allowed to use magic for the rest of his life. Let them
1: have a bit of fun, you miserably. Kill. Yeah. And also, Hermione... He
0: could have been expelled. Hermione
1: says about, uh, what's he called? Sirius Black. She says she part suspects him of wanting you to be expelled so you can be an exile like him. Yeah. And then she repeats something that Molly Weasley said where she said, um, we think Sirius gets confused... Uh, as to who Harry is, she, she thinks he's his father. Yeah, what an accusation! Yeah, imagine hearing that. Yeah. he's saying that shit in the same house. Don't say it in the same house. Write it down. Burn it yeah. after. Imagine hearing that. Oh, talking about me, were you? Yeah, we we just think you're all, you're bonkers.
0: Cheers. <laughs> hey, hey! Shh, I can hear my name. They're talking about me. What they're saying. I think Tom gets his nana and his auntie mixed up. Hey, Why are they saying that about me? Yeah. <laughs> but I do get it, you know, you know. Sirius will be a bit lonely without Harry and he has created a bond with him. But, you know, just stick your face in a fire once a week. Have a chat with him. <laughs> just because you're in 12 Grimmauld Place doesn't mean you can have a natter.
1: Um, Hermione and Harry get notified that they are prefects. What an honour. I think they left that out the film, didn't they?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, it's just Hermione and Ron, isn't it?
1: Yeah. But they, they, they didn't put that in the films, did they?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: And then... Fred and George start taking the piss. I think... I'd batter Fred and George for taking the piss. Like, yeah. what have you two ever done with your lives? Nothing. Now I'm a prefect and you can't stand it. You've really shown your true colours. And Harry as well on top of yeah. that. Jealous as they come. He's not been made a prefect. Why is he surprised? He's like, oh, Ronan, not me. It's like, you mean the boy who spent the last four years breaking every rule at that school? What a shocker guess it's off to
0: thailand with you harry i know well i agree with you about fred and george because every, oh, you know harry ron and hermione have been so supportive of their you know weasleys wizard weasies their you know their sweet business that they're making harry has supported them financially with like however many hundreds of galleons and now Ron gets the prefect and I'm like, oh, little Ronnie, perfect Ronnie. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, shut up. Going to put me in detention, We're aren't you? we supportive of you in your silly sweet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So shut up. Yeah, they can be quite mean, I think, Fred and George. Mm. Were you prefect? No, I was a prefect in primary school.
1: Weren't uh, we all? We
0: didn't really have any responsibilities.
1: Were you? I think so. Yeah, maybe. I don't know.
0: <laughs> there weren't really that many responsibilities. It was just, uh, it was just like I think once a week you had to like look after the little kiddies in the playground. Yeah, I did a bit of that. Long after I left school. Yeah, but that was uh, it. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> just kidding.
0: <laughs> um, But but what's the selection process? Is it one boy and one girl from every house become prefects? Is that the idea? Because Ron, like, I I definitely understand Harry not getting it. He should not be a prefect whatsoever. But Ron's an odd decision. Surely there are nicer boys that should get it. What about Dean Thomas? I think...
1: It yeah. is definitely a strategic move to encourage Ron to be better and more responsible. Yeah, maybe. The helping hand he need He's more responsibilities. He's not going to be murking around with Harry, is he? No.
0: Well, we hope not. Time will tell. It's his chance to prove himself.
1: Mother, Mummy Weasley says, "Well done, I love you. I want to give you a gift." She says, "Do you want new trousers?" She says, "Do you want a cauldron?" He says, "I'd like a broom." She goes, "Ooh, oh, gut punch." Oh. All right, fuck. <laughs> Why would you offer then?
0: And she gets him under the chair. Clean sweep.
1: Um, but. He, uh, she comes back from the shops and she pre- presents him with a uh, wrapped up uh, broom and it says, Ron took the broom with a moan of longing. Right, you're not having it.
0: <laughs> yeah. That broom is not being left alone. Really. <laughs> I don't know what you've... <laughs> what is that moan of longing? Oh. No, no, I'm taking it back to
1: the shop. I don't know what you've got planned for it, right? But that moan is not a good sign. Here's your, here's your broom. Oh, right, no, 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 no. Give it here. Oh, let me take it to me room. <laughs> no. No. Mm. You making a noise like
0: that so instantly <laughs> is worrying. Give me that broom. Oh, no. Naughty boy. This is why you're not allowed now. Nice Come things.
1: on.
0: Right. <laughs> it's all a bit excessive, isn't it? Like, Molly Weasley set up this party. She's got a banner. Congratulations, Ron and Hermione. There's, you know, a meal. There's all sorts. Really? Hey, quick, get the party things out. You're on the school council. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a buffet organized and an entertainer. <laughs> hey, what changes are you going to bring to class 7E? <laughs> Brilliant.
1: Um <laughs> Ron, will you put that broom down and speak?
0: Well, <sighs>
1: Um, you know what I
0: mean? Ten minutes a day you're allowed with that. Considering Harry
1: Potter you're getting addicted. Considering Harry Potter had no friends or family but four years ago. Do you know what I mean? It's so yeah. fascinating to see how quick he turns against the people he has for the smallest things. He's getting irritated about them so yeah. quickly. Like, oh Ron's been made prefect. Fuck him. And you're like, mate, he like his family have
0: accepted you. What's this jealousy for? Just be happy, you miserable git. Yeah, look at the big picture. You're not prefect, rightly, because you don't follow the rules or listen to teachers. But you've got friends. You've got family. Let let me raise
1: one thing that I found questionable. I, I listened to it twice. I was like, what the fuck? But it's something that Kingsley said. Did you notice yeah. it? No, what does
0: he say? A, <laughs> he says,
1: Why Dumbledore didn't make Potter a prefect? It doesn't <laughs> say, Why didn't Dumbledore make Potter a prefect? It says, Why Dumbledore didn't make Potter... Why didn't Dumbledore make Potter prefect? Why Dumbledore didn't make Potter a prefect?
0: Why Dumbledore do that? (laughs) I was like, oh, hang on. Oh, God. (laughs) Hmm. Very interesting. Well, and another weird line. It goes, Mad-Eye Moody stumped in. That's not a verb. Stumped. To describe somebody walking in with a stump. (laughs) Here he comes, stumping in. No, no, we don't say that. We <laughs> say walked. Even if his leg is artificial, mad, I'm Moody. We don't like that. Yeah, that's not even a twenty years ago thing. We didn't say that twenty years ago either. Right? He no, that's PC it. got mad. No, it's not. It's politeness. <laughs> it's, it's nothing to do with political correctness. Yeah,
1: Odd. then Ron is dead just like uh, Reddit from
0: Hermione uh, I think Hermione's a bit rude talking to Lupin in this party because she's talking about elf rights and she's like um, oh the elves get treated like this it's a bit like how werewolves are treated Mm. It's it's like you know those little elves Professor Lupin it's a bit like you, really, isn't it? You're like that, aren't you? I'm not like that Dobby there, or that... Hey, bitch. Lupin, that's you. That's you, that. You know him whacking himself on the head with a lamp? That's you. You're like that, ironing your own
1: fingers. You know, that's, <laughs> you know that thing smelling that crusty sock? That's you written all over, that. Yeah,
0: reminds me of you. Wasn't I saying, Ron, the other day? Wasn't I saying that? Reminded me of Lupin. Yeah, you were, yeah. it reminds me of you, that? See? Just, I thought you'd like it. Oh, you it. don't like it? You don't like it. Hey, there's also some bloody dodgy deals going on. Mundungus Fletcher is supplying Fred and George with venomous tentacular seeds, which are like a Class 3 untradeable good. What's going on there? It's a bit dodgy, isn't it? I don't like it. And Harry doesn't like it because he's financing all this smuggling.
1: Mm. He's going to get in trouble, isn't he?
0: And then we get a moment where Mad-Eye Moody shows Harry a photograph of the Order of the
1: Phoenix. And who's in it. Um, Daedalus hello. Diggle
0: <laughs> hey, He's back It's Daedalus Diggle <laughs> We've missed him haven't
1: we I think we first saw him Letting fireworks off over When Dumbledore was announced Not when Voldemort was announced dead Hey <laughs> Right withdraw them fireworks Please Daedalus Ooh. Oh,
0: and we'll see you in four bucks time. All right. <laughs> I, well, I really like this bit because um, he shows them this photograph of the Old Order of the Phoenix. And there's like loads of people there. And uh, he's on about who died and how they died and what's happened to all these people. And it gives a real sense of how enormous the First Wizarding War was. And I think for the first time, it really gives a sense of scale of, like, how crazy it was uh, just before Harry was born. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and Harry was, like, oh, a bit disturbed by it. He's like, oh, don't want Moody showing me this. But I think I'd be fascinated if I was Harry. I'd love to see who my parents were hanging around with and who all these people are. Mm. Hmm. and then finally the final part of the chapter is Mrs Weasley upstairs and she starts seeing her boggets. which I thought you just get one boggart like you get one fear it's either clowns or it's spiders you don't get a montage <laughs> that's that's not your boggart you don't get loads it's either dead husband or it's dead, Charlie, or it's you get one of them. You don't get a little montage together. It's not clowns then spiders. <laughs> You're greedy, Mrs. Weasley, with your fears, aren't you? You're greedy with them. <laughs> I'd be laughing if
1: at the dinner table that night I'd be like, didn't know you had so many fears, Mrs. Weasley. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh Harry as well, he's not even in your family.
1: <laughs> you're afraid of them all, Dying. I've only got one fear, and that's a uh, it's a big spider. But you with your ten fears, you're mad. Yeah. You tapped, love, you oh, tapped out <laughs> of ten fears.
0: My fear's just a clown in a jack in the box. <laughs> Look at me also. Ten dead kids. Pathetic. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. But it gives you a, an insight into Mrs Weasley's psyche. She's constantly worried about her children. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't understand that. You know, Voldemort's back and all that rubbish, you know. But why not have them all together dead? Why are they separate in a weird slideshow of yeah. death? Yeah.
1: Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Ron's body, but with clown makeup
0: on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they would have turned into. Ridiculous. All right, Mr Weasley's dead. Ridiculous. Oh, he's playing charades now. He's playing charades. <laughs> but still dead. <laughs>
1: Oh, what's Ginny doing, eh?
0: She's she's doing uh, majorettes. Whoa. Whoa. Right.
1: How many dead Ron Weasleys out of five are you giving this chapter?
0: It was all right, this chapter, wasn't it? Uh, we got away from the courtroom at last. I feel like we're finally getting to the end of uh, the pre-Hogwarts bit of the book. Um, Bit of Boggart stuff, a party. It was alright, it was a middling chapter, if you don't mind me saying. So I will give it three dead Ron Weasleys out of five. Lovely. I, myself, loved this
1: chapter. Um, It's a chapter that stayed with me ever since I first read it, like, Fifteen years ago or something, Harry, you know, sprinting down the corridors of life. Mrs. Weasley holding Ron's dead body in her arms. Oh, real gripping stuff. For that reason, I give it five dead Ron Weasleys out of five.
0: Fantastic.
1: Are you ready for this week's quiz? (sighs) quiz quiz a quiz 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 yes. quiz, 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 quiz gonna ask you some questions how well will you do quiz quiz, quiz, quiz. quiz a okay. quiz 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 quiz
0: quiz gonna ask you about
1: Harry Potter Lucas how well will you do do question one what flapped around Mr. Weasley's head when they got in the lift?
0: Oh, uh, a letter, like an envelope, no. a message.
1: No, memos. Question two.
0: That's what I mean. That's what I meant. <laughs> it not what you meant. It's
1: what you say. Right. Hey, come Question... on. That's right. I meant a <laughs> message, a memo. Question two. What was the war chant the Weasley twins chanted when Harry got back?
0: He got off. He got off.
1: Okay. Correct. What would Ron sponsor Hermione to do about Spew?
0: To shut up about it.
1: Correct. Who was made a prefect? Ron and Hermione. What did Ron take the. How did Ron take the broom from Mrs. Weasley?
0: He snatched it.
1: No, with a moan of longing.
0: Oh, oh no! Unfortunately, oh. Mr.
1: Kirkby, you have lost the quiz. Quiz, 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 quiz. Uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> what? This
0: good. has be What?
1: He's good. Good. You were
0: just doing a weirdly different theme. If you want. And now it is time for the nation's second favourite segment. It's Hedwig's Droppings. We're not alluding to owl poo. We're not alluding to ploppings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's Droppings. What's in a beak this week? Well, if the computer will let me look at it. I've got a lovely five-star review. Just giving us this five-star review, eh? Well, it's none other than... (laughs) Let me know that because something's happening with this silly computer. Right, we've had a five-star review from Karina JG. And Karina JG says, One of my favourite podcasts. She says, I've been listening to the Pottervision Boys since June 2022, and I'm always in hysterics listening to each episode. I've also mm. recently joined the Patreon so I can get my weekly fix and my baby kisses. Five stars, Your Honor. So thank, thank you very, you very much, much, Karina JG. That's very nice of you. Now, we've also got a load of new patrons. We're gonna do <laughs> we're gonna get through another five today. They're, they're racking up, which is lovely news for us. Now the first one, we've got a brand new baby Harry, and it's Annie Hall. Oh, me. It's you,
1: then. Annie Hall. You have just... um, (laughs) I don't know. You are a millionaire, baby. You are playing in the back garden of your parents' stately home. Um, They are... So wealthy, they don't even have time to spend on you. Does that make sense? I think so. Sounds like something, doesn't it? So you're playing alone in the back garden, and you stand upon a disused well that had been boarded up. Unfortunately, you fall through the well.
0: Ah!
1: All the way to the bottom, where you were attacked by no other than, you guessed it, Bats. (laughs) Bats <laughs> oh. um, me, an onlooker, putting my head through the gates of your family's stately home uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I see the whole thing. I dive into the well before uh, tying a rope round my leg uh, to save you from the bats. I grab you, oh, I pull us up the well. <clears throat> i give you a few kisses I run to your family home banging on the doors um, and I say to your parents look it's your baby she fell down the well and they go right <coughs> what?" they go what's with all these bite marks on her I go it was the bats and they're like yeah I bet and I didn't like the way they treated me so in a few months I'm going to wait for them outside of an opera Anyway, who's next?
0: (laughs) There you go, Ellie. Hey, that was a special one. You had the kisses and then the story continued. Next up, we've got a brand new baby Ron. And it's Kate Hammond.
1: Kate Hammond. Wow. Your home planet... You're an alien. Your home planet... (laughs) <laughs> is about to explode your parents decide to seal you in a little rocket ship that can only contain one and um set you on course for earth which has an atmosphere and people that you can survive amongst just about to seal you in there is like a little plume of smoke like you know like in a film <laughs> to, like, um, demonstrate that there's going to be, like, a little, you know, uh, pressurised atmosphere in there. But using the plume of smoke, me, a goblin, crawl aboard. (laughs) Because I, a goblin, do not want to uh, spend my time on a planet that is about to explode. It's Krypton. Um, I... I sleep by your side in this rocket ship for days at an end watching over you on course for earth we crash land on a farm boom yeah making a big crater the rocket opens up I think this is my time to leave mwah, 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 mwah. and then I run away from the rocket I don't know what happens to you after that
0: here we go Kate hope you enjoyed that. We've also got another baby Harry and it's Hattie Atkins. Hattie
1: Atkins. You are a billionaire arms dealer in America.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is the Iron Man. Oi. Sh- oh, sorry. Uh- <laughs> <Atkins>? <laughs>
1: For some reason, I can't remember why, you are abroad with your arms. Probably to provide them firsthand, uh, to give to soldiers or whatever, or to demonstrate them. But unfortunately, for one reason or another, um, me and my gang of baddies attack your uh, base. And we keep you hostage because we know who you are, billionaire arms dealer. We drag you into a cave and make you do something in there. I forget what it is, but we make you do something. You begin to uh, build yourself a suit that will get you away from us because you're on life support because your heart's been ripped out for some reason. I don't know why. Um, (laughs) So you build this suit and you come kicking out of the cave, right? All metal and big. I'm amazed. I was like, do you know what? I was just gonna like, uh... (laughs) I wanted to kill this person and keep them hostage, but I'm so impressed by their ingenuity, their creativity, uh, and their like know-how that they've managed to build this suit. I'm gonna just uh, quickly, and as you're escaping and shooting all my best friends and loved ones, I come up to you uh, lift your mask up a bit and muah, 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 on the cheek. You give me a little grin and then fly away.
0: There you go, Hattie. And we've got uh, Baby Harry and it's Char. Char? Yeah, it might be Char, short for Charlotte or Charlie. I'm not sure, but it's Char. Mm.
1: You, Char, you are... A tiny little person. <laughs> a baby! <laughs> and it's World War Two, and you want to help the war effort, but they won't let a baby join the army. Nor should they. But you're at a carnival, and for some reason, uh, you get swept up in this experimental thing, um, They've got this new procedure to help the war where they'll inject a baby with a serum to see if the baby turns into a super baby. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and so you volunteer. I'm watching.
0: <laughs> I've not seen this one. Which Marvel films this?
1: <laughs> what do you mean? Go on. <laughs> Right, so you get in this big chair, this big thing, you stand up in it and they're going to inject you in the hopes that it'll turn you into like a superhuman or something, right? You get in it, right, and then they inject, they put you, they cover you up and they mm. fill it or something with goop or gunk and uh, they open it up and it hasn't worked. Just a baby still. But nonetheless, I take pity on you. And... and someone goes, what are you
0: doing that for? I go, huh? <laughs> well, there you go, Charlie. And finally you for go. today, we've got a baby Hermione. And that is Courtney Murray.
1: Courtney Murray. You are... Are on a field trip to a spider museum. Hey, I wondered when this one was
0: going. <laughs> oh yeah, what happens? You're on a field
1: trip to a spider museum and you're taking photographs. Even though it says no photographs, you shouldn't be doing that. I'm a security guard. <laughs> I get so angry that you're taking photographs. I grab your hand, peel back your jumper, and bite you on the arm. <laughs> I think to myself, "What have I done? I've grossly overstepped my responsibilities." Worry that I've just broken blood on your arm, and
0: and uh, let you go. There we go, and that was inspired by the famous Marvel movie Security Guard Man. Where he gets bitten by a security guard and then gains his powers of uh, Mm. sitting in the corner and reading. So there we go, Courtney, thank you very much. And that was the end of Hedwig's Droppings. This has been the Pottervision Podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening. And a Happy New Year to all of you. Uh, just a reminder we're on tour next month we're going to i think there's like 22 dates Uh, we've got like four dates in scotland probably about 10 12 dates in england three dates in wales and one date in ireland Uh, so we'd love to see you there at one of our lovely dates it's from february till uh, the beginning of march all the dates and all the ticket links are now available at pottervision.com please buy your tickets and Don't wait till near the show. Buy them early so that we have less anxiety about ticket sales. Uh, It'd be great to see you there. Um, And yeah, and as always, we've got a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Pottervision. The most recent episode is a video diary and documentary of Tom coming to see me in Pantoland. Uh, So that's a good bit of fun. And that's the 45th episode, so there's loads of bonus content. You can also have access to... uh, Key rings, stickers, posters, all sorts. Personalised videos from me and Tom. Um, so yeah, you just support us on there and you'll be helping us out a great deal. Next week, we will be on episode 105. And we'll be on chapter 10 of The Order of the Phoenix, Luna Lovegood. You have been a global corporation, Tom Laurinson.
1: And you have been the ever-so-charming Lucas Kirkby.
0: Goodbye!
1: Pottervision! Thank you for listening to the Pottervision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. If you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash pottervision.